This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. What are we going to talk about, Kyle? Well, we're going to give you guys a real-life uh, scenario here. We are kind of looking at somebody who's 50 years old. They're farming. They are interested in financing their farm, as well as, more importantly, being able to hand that off to the next generation. So, and we just want to show... Succession planning is important to them. Yeah, yep. And we want to show how powerful and important whole life insurance is to do this and how you can do two things at once here. You can you can finance the farm. So you can finance your farm's operations while also getting that death benefit in the end to help pay for whatever expenses might occur, whatever, whatever. So. Well, not only, I mean, in our scenario, we're showing the death benefit coming at the end, but it's enforced the whole time Yeah, if something would happen along the way. Yeah, and like you were saying earlier to me, we both farm and ranch ourselves and we farm and ranch with our dads like if your dad were to die you said wow things would get pretty tough so that's worth a lot having that life insurance there absolutely i mean it's in for me before i was working closely with my dad it didn't seem like it was that necessary to have but it's definitely um i'm gonna be taking out a policy on my dad um because i I mean, I can see how much value there is there. And that would be hard to replace. Yeah. I just last year did a policy on my dad for the same reason. And it adds some some peace of mind there because, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. And some people, when they hear that, they can think, oh, you took a policy out on somebody else's life. You just want to profit from their death. It's like, no, that's not what this is about. This is about ensuring, ensuring someone's life who provides a lot of value to you while also being able to finance what you need to do. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not about that aspect at all. I mean, people can warp that into whatever, um, kind of thought that you have, but I mean, it, it just, for those of you guys that this actually applies to, I mean, you understand it Yeah. because you can see the value that that person is providing every single day. And it's not like having a hired man either because they're there every day. Mm-hmm. All the time, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll kind of walk through what we did here. And hopefully, you know, listening to this, you can you can get some value from. So we started this out with um, this guy starting a policy at age 50. And he is paying $25,000 a year. So initially, anyway. So he pays $25,000 a year till he's um, 75 years old. And then it reduces down to 6200 bucks until he's 80. And then when he turns 81, it goes to 4500 bucks, And then we kill him off at age 85. And the reason that was reducing, Kyle, that's just because that's all the policy would hold, Yeah, I'm assuming. Before yep. it would become a mech. Yep. So, so yeah. Well, that's the only reason for the premium reducing. Yep. And... So over this period of time that he's paid in, he's paid in a total of uh, $678,875. And the death benefit that he's going to pass on to his son 
is one million six hundred twenty thousand forty three dollars. So that's a big inheritance coming his way. Yeah. So um, this guy paid forty two cents for every dollar that he's able to pass down to his son to continue the operation, while also being able to finance the operation during this time. Because when he died, the cash value of the policy was um, a little over one point two million. So he had access to that while still alive. Yeah, and while paying in six hundred seventy-eight thousand. So. Okay, that, I mean, that's good. That makes sense. Um, the thing that I would like to talk about here just a little bit is, you shouldn't be doing these plans, um, like in a bubble or just you and your spouse. Okay, you should be involving the next generation and talking about these things and what type of plan that you're creating. Yeah. Because this is a lot of money, as I just said a little earlier, to pass on to the next generation. Yeah, what's that old saying? The first generation builds it, the second maintains it, and the third one wrecks it? Yeah, okay. Let's talk about them and try to avoid that scenario. Yeah. Let's just try to teach them along the way as well so they understand and they can then implement this strategy to keep the farm in in the family for another generation and another generation. Yeah, and the way we did this is just to make it simple for everybody. I mean, we started at age 50 for this guy, and then we um, have his son taking the proceeds from that death benefit and then shoving it in a policy over seven years and then cutting that policy off just for simplicity. But if this, you know, if the initial gentleman that was insured could teach his child and then his grandkids all about this. They could all have policies during this time too. Absolutely. And it so that way they wouldn't be just getting started. I think the next one we started at age 55, if I remember right. Yeah. So that way they aren't just getting started now. They have existing policies and they're adding to them. Yeah, exactly. And so we can we can move on to the, the next one and talk about how how that looks. So we took that um death benefit from the father of $1,620,043, put that into another policy. So I equated to right around $230,000 a year for seven years. So we killed this guy off then at age 85 as well. And over that period, he paid in that $1,620,043. And then he passed on $4,415,000 to the next generation. And he had his cash value at the time of death would have been 3.5 million. That equated to him paying 37 cents on the dollar for for the death death benefit. Yeah. For the next generation. Yep. So that's impressive. I mean, the thing that is so impressive about it to me too, is the fact that you don't have to just set this money aside and leave it there. So it has one purpose for the next generation. Yeah. That's not what this is at all. No. It has that purpose, and it has the purpose of being a vehicle to finance everything that you're going to do already with your farming operation. Yeah. We all know that farming and ranching are extremely capital intensive. Yes. And who knows what the future holds? I mean, they're talking all these new tax laws that could really wreck a family farm. So, I mean, this death benefit could go a long ways into helping sustain that until sanity returns to the world. Yeah, and to for unknown costs, um, you know that you aren't expecting. 
when when it when a farm is passed on from one generation to the other, maybe debts, whether that be land debt, equipment debt. I mean, or just unexpected of, stuff that you don't see coming because we know that happens. So. And and Kyla and I have talked about this before, but I mean, if you lose somebody, I mean, fortunately, both my parents are still around, but I mean, that is just gonna flat be hard. I mean, well, yeah, it's not like you're gonna be, you know, able to do or be fine for the next however long month, two months. I mean, it's gonna probably it's gonna there's gonna be some mourning. I mean, it's gonna take a while. So yeah, I mean, so maybe you maybe um, you even have to have some work custom done and stuff. But there yeah. is no. There is no problem with the liquidity because this plan is providing it. Yeah, and if we keep doing this year after year, I mean, that generation 30, after generation, that just keeps getting lower. You're going to be getting down to well under 20 cents on the dollar for death benefit if you keep doing something like this. I mean, you'd be touching close to 10 probably. And and we should say, I mean, again, this is long-term thinking. This is not tomorrow gratification. No, but talk about generational wealth i mean this is i don't see a better way to do it no <laughs> not that can integrate into however each each family wants to run their own farm yeah it, it's and it's really no extra burden because that premium that's paid is still accessible to be used to operate the farm. and then there's there's no risk of loss of losing what you've put in there so right, then, this isn't some investment strategy. No. It's nothing like that. No. It's a fixed insurance product. It's going to do what it's going to do. At the end of the day, it, it's really long-term thinking. You have to bring your mindset around to this. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but it is a, a big benefit to you. Just imagine yourself. Um, you know that you're going to be taking over the family farm, and you also know that your dad started an insurance policy and there's going to be $2 million coming to you income tax free when he dies. Like that's going to, that's going to like bring some calmness and some certainty to the situation. Well, and I don't know about you, Kyle, but I mean, like I don't even have kids, but I already think about like, why am I doing all this stuff in my life? And it's because like, I'm trying to build something to pass on to another generation. Like I'm not just doing this because because I, I, I'm strictly after creating income for myself. Mm-hmm. I, that's not the point of it for me. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's a lot deeper um, sense of purpose and, and everything like that. If legacy and generational wealth is important to you, I mean, here's, here's the place to start yeah. from what I can see. I mean, it, it just it, it matches perfect with any sort of business. With the financing aspect, as, lo- as well as the death benefit that's tax advantage being passed on. I mean, I just don't, I don't see how this isn't talked about more and how this isn't widely used and accepted. Right. And, and where a lot of insurance is sold to where it is, you know, term insurance and there isn't life insurance even left at the time when people are most likely to pass away. Yeah. So that, that doesn't fit into this type of plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having access to way more money than you even put in, this did not cost you anything. I mean, over the life, it provided you one heck of a benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, 
it's that long-term thinking and, and realizing that this has a purpose, not only for me, but for the next generations and, you know, keeping that farm, that ranch, um, or your family business, whatever that might be, you know, keeping it going in the next generation, if that's what they want as well. Yeah. And like I said, this, this is a small scale scenario that we laid out. If everybody in the operation have life insurance, you know, got it at the same time or whatever, it's going to be a heck of a lot more powerful. And this operation is going to survive. Like it's, it's going to move yeah, You on. could magnify this. Yeah. You could get started before 50, before 55. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's best to get started in your twenties. It's best, it's best to start when your kids are born. I mean, that the podcast we did recently with the, with the $39 premium that, right. I mean, look at what that turned into. I mean, sure. The numbers are pretty small, but it's all relative. What if that was, a, what if that would have been a thousand, two thousand $2,000 policy? Absolutely. And, and you having, having paid big, big, uh, policy premiums and having a lot of life insurance and force on yourself is going to make it a lot easier getting bigger life insurance policies to add scale on your kids as well. Yeah. And then it's another way. I mean, you give somebody cash or you give them a policy, the cash, if somebody's not very disciplined, you know, it's a lot easier to blow through all that cash than it is a policy. I mean, a policy, you get a statement of loan balance. I mean, there's, there's an interest fee. I mean, so you think of things a little bit different. I mean, is this going to provide value to me? Is it going to provide a return to me? You know, it just, it, it adds another dynamic to it. Yeah. And and all that, um, you know, is just things that it, it can't replace, but it helps to um, make up for the fact that, yeah, you should be teaching them about this stuff. So hopefully that never is a concern. But I mean, it's just, it's more things, you know, that add another layer to, to thinking about it um, that mm-hmm. there isn't there with cash and makes it really easy to just spend and it's it's gone. And how simple of a succession plan is this <laughs> what what else i mean you take all the you take all the people out there who are you know the lawyers the account i mean you don't need all that stuff when you when you can do this i mean there's something to be said for having simple plans in place yeah i mean i've heard of all sorts of wild succession plans that people get from succession planners it's like that sounds like a complicated mess that's gonna piss everybody off like this is simple i mean there's a ton of value in that and that isn't reflected in the policy illustration. No. None of that stuff is. I mean that's stuff that you guys have to be able to see. That's it's hard to put a rate of return on that. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that kind of covers this unless you got something else to add. No, I would just say that that's it's just gonna keep getting better if you can start earlier and continue it for more and more generations you just got to think long term yeah and that's that's another podcast we will we'll have to do is you know talking about getting started in your 20s yeah what if you start this in your 20s maybe we can we can uh put something like that together and release it soon yeah and why you should what's what's the cost of not starting early when you knew when you had the opportunity to start in your 20s because you were introduced to the fact of or not the fact you were introduced to the concept of becoming your own banker, but you chose not to. What's the cost of that 20, 30 years down the road? Well, I know it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, I don't have a number in front of me here, but exactly. I know it's big. Exactly. It's so. not just the premium that you didn't pay. I mean, it's a number a lot bigger than that. Yeah. So, 
All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps us up for this week. So thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll be back next week. All right. Thanks, guys. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.